everyone and welcome to Off The Record. I am Zarina Marani and guess who we have in our studio, quote unquote, Mr. Terry Hunter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's up? Say, say. <laughs> First of all, I'd like to make a disclaimer. <laughs> I want to apologize because my elaborate studio setup has been compromised. So if I seem like I'm a little loud and Terry's a little far, it's my fault, okay? <laughs> all right. Shout yeah, out to... Uh, big mouth too, so... <laughs> so, so we, I just wanted to talk to Terry. You know, I renamed this podcast. It used to be called Conversations, and now it's called Off the Record because I find that I usually have, you know, a good relationship with the people I interview, and I just wanted to shoot the shit with them and just, you know, talk about some interesting stuff, right? Absolutely. Okay, I so, Terry, for those of uh, the people who have been living in Iraq, or yeah. maybe who are new to house music, which there are a lot of, if you were to introduce yourself to a room full of people mm-hmm. who don't know what house music is, and go. Go for, for house music or who I am? Like, pretend we're in an AA meeting, and you have to say who you are, <laughs> what you've done. <laughs> so you got to impress them. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> well, okay. Well, my name is Terry Hunter, born and raised, south side of Chicago. Um, I am a DJ, producer, remixer. At least I think I am. You know, I hope other people think the same things. Uh, <laughs> I've had a uh, bunch of records. I actually put my first record out in 1990 on my uh, good childhood friend, rest in peace, Amando Gallup. That first record came out, 89.90, entitled Madness. Um, I went on to travel the world, played in probably every country in the world. I've uh, been nominated for a Grammy in 2015 on a little record by Jennifer Hudson Woo-hoo. called It's Your World. And I run my own label, Tease Box Records and Tease Crate. And I'm also a part of the Chosen Few DJ. Hey. And I'm also going to say, hey, I, I, I'm a manager now. We got a management company. Chosen Few Artists. So, yeah, it's a bunch of stuff that goes on with me. All right, Terry. So, is that all you got? All <laughs> uh, right. <laughs> That's fantastic. Well, I, you, I couldn't have said it. I mean, you, thank you. That, that was wonderful. You see, what I'm saying is I'm so proud of you because I have to say that the one thing that I've always come back to is that you are one of the few artists in Chicago with no diss whatsoever to the artists in Chicago, but you have the history, but you are just still out there relevant, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. I try to be. I just I want to keep up. I, I still love it. Like I told um, um, somebody I was talking to, maybe around Thanksgiving or Christmas. I love where music is with the technology right now, even, you know, from producing to DJing. And I, I feel like I'm, I'm 23, 24 again in it. So I'm, I'm kind of reliving my, my youth. I feel real good about it. Nice, nice. Uh, you know, what I was yeah. going to ask you is, do you, um, do you mentor any people or have you mentored before? You know what? That's something that I've always kind of wanted to get into. I really haven't did it. You know, of course, we have one-on-one conversations with friends that's in the business or that, that we know that's trying to get into the business, if you will. But that is something that um, I definitely want to get into. And that's some of the reasons why we started the management uh, situation, because it was much needed in Chicago and around the world, I feel. And then also, we, we started a foundation um, that we're really going to try to launch and um, get that moving in 2018 called Beyond the Groove that myself, Wayne Williams, and Alan King um, and the whole Chosen Few family is a part of. So that's something that I really want to get into. So tell us about that. So yeah, so what it is, Beyond the Groove is a, is a um, 501c3 foundation that we started. And what we want to do is kind of give back the youth by way of teaching them DJing, production, songwriting, engineering, um, anything that encompasses music and we just want to get into them and show them the right way take them from the start to the current um things that are happening now in music and and just really be a foundation for a lot of the younger uh, generations because you know right now i think we've lost our youth in america mm-hmm. it's more house music is more looked upon as you know 30 40 and up um and the kids are kind of off into their thing um with the the new rap music or trap music or whatever you want to call it um i call it music for dummies um but okay that's a <laughs> that's a whole nother thing but you still have your kids and i think if i have to say in america and in chicago especially 
um, the Chosen Few Picnic has something to do with getting the younger generation back into it because they're used to their parents playing a record. And then when they come out to that event, they hear it. So as a kid, that is being instilled in your brain. You know, like, yo, this is what I heard when I used to go to this picnic with my mom and then I seen other kids get into it and blah, blah, blah. So I think it's important for us to try to give back um, to the younger generation in this music because at the end of the day, it's, it's, it's it has to recycle. It went from the good stuff to the not-so-good stuff to the not-so-good stuff to the EDM to the harder stuff to the this. And it's just, I think one of the other problems is is that they try to break and I'm, when I speak, well, I see them doing it in hip-hop now, but especially in house music, it's just so many fucking sub I'm sorry, can I curse? I just curse. Can we bleep that? Well, let I me check curse. with my boss. Oh, I am the boss. <laughs> yes, you please curse. <laughs> okay, well, we have so many fucking sub in house music, it's just dividing us. You know what I mean? So yeah. when I was coming, it was house and techno. So all this soulful house, like I hate that. Deep house, Jack in house, Afro house, tech house. Like, come on. It's house music. It's just good or bad house music, period. So I just want to get back to the thing of, of, of what we do, and that is house music. That music was born and raised and bred and started right here in Chicago. So that's my whole campaign and my push. I make house music. That's it. That's great. Well, so, then how do you how do you shop though for house music? I know I know that's horrible to say. You'll probably kick my ass, but man, it helps to see. Okay, well, is this jacket? Is this afro? I guess it helps when you're shopping, right? For tracks. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but you got to think about it. When you went to a record store, yeah, the records was there. It was just you found the records by the artist. So yeah. you know, I get it. It's just to me, um, it helps. And it don't help because, like right now, let's say track source, right? Mm-hmm. Big up to them. They have been doing, I think, a great job. Yeah. And, and they've definitely been supporting uh, the Tease Box family. And, and, but some of the, and I think that's the, the, the producers or the artists, is that they say, okay, well, this record is an Afro record. But really that record should be, if you're going to go by the, the different genres, should be a soulful record. And then a record that's in-house should really be a jacking record. So it's like it's all it's showing you that it's just house music because I can go through all of those different genres and be like, I can play this, 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 and it's all house music. Yeah. So what makes a jacking record different from a house record? Because if you look at jacking, there's a lot of records with samples in there. And if you go to the house genre, there's a lot of records with sampling in there. And so you're telling me what makes it different is because how the hi-hat is swinging a little bit more than the other record like come on that's tomato tomato right so to me that's where i see the 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 the, the uh division of it at it's it's too much so you know for me i'd rather just go where the hot records is you know what i mean and yeah. just not, i'm listening to this artist you know i like it i don't like it i like it i don't like it like so you know but that's my opinion who am i oh <laughs> Okay, so so here's something funny, studio audience. Oh, I don't have a studio audience. Here's something funny, internet world. So Terry, and I have Terry's permission to tell this story. Five Magazine was making some t-shirts, right? And so we came up with this, um, this line of t-shirts where the guy's shirt said, in the beginning, there was blank. We didn't fill it out. You know, we figured if you're a househead, you would know what it was. In the beginning, there was Jack. And we made yes. a female line for all the feminists out there that was in the beginning, there was Jill, and then there was an accompanying video. And obviously, so Terry, who is a good friend of mine, called me Absolutely. very nicely. Right. And um, said, well, Serena, well, I got something to talk to you about. <laughs> we made a, a promo video. It had the, the famous preacher sample. In the beginning, there was, and then there was a song that came on, and then it showed the t-shirt line. So, Terry, I want you to tell, uh, I want you to tell what happened when you called me. Okay. So, what happened was, I got notified um, through one of my partners and Chuck, and basically, they heard about it, and... For those that didn't know, like I said before, we have now taken on a management company, and we now represent 
Mr. Chuck Roberts, and Chuck is. Oh, let me interrupt you. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to interrupt you, Terry. Can you just start mm-hmm. from the from the magical beginning? Of, like, tell me that whole story you told me about how they first approached you into the. Can you tell okay. me? Okay. Okay. So we get back to that. So, so what happened last year, 2016? Um, I was playing at the mid. Um, I believe it was um Memorial Day weekend. I had a gentleman that walked up to me. Um. His name was Aaron Burks, and he was like, listen, you know, I, I, I represent Chuck Roberts, blah, 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 that's my partner. He was like, man, we really want to get with you and do some music, blah, 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 blah. So I'm like, oh, okay, for sure. So at that time, my manager friend was at the party, so I, you know, I'm never disrespectful, so I said, well, yo, holler at him, we can put this together. Whatever happened, they didn't meet. I saw Aaron again. He was like, man, listen, man, we really want to get with you. This is like maybe three weeks later. We really want to get with you, blah, 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 blah. So I'm playing it off like, oh, okay, cool. I'm like, in my mind, like, whatever, I'm working on, we, we, we in June, so boom. We at the picnic now. This is 4th of July weekend, July 3rd last year, whenever it was. Uh-huh. He walks up to me again, and he had Chuck Roberts with him. Ooh. So I'm like, you know what, let me go holler at him because, you know, he's a cool guy. You know, he wasn't an asshole because, you know, some people in this business can come off so wrong and turn you off. And you just like, whatever. Right. But he was really cool. So I said, like, you know what, let's go in the back in one of the tents behind the stage. So we went backstage. He's like, yeah, man, this is Chuck. I'm like, oh, okay, whatever. Pleasure to meet you, Chuck. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> he was like, man, we want to get with you and make some music. So I said, okay, cool. I said, well, listen, as you know, we in this picnic. Um, we Let's get all of this done and dusted. And that's really get up after the, the the picnic is done. He's like, okay, cool. So I'm looking at him. So I'm like, yeah, man. So I'm testing him as an, an artist. I'm in my mind thinking he's a singer. Right. Which he is. So I'm like, I just looked at him. I was like, man, so uh, you think you still got it? This is me breaking up the meeting. He was like, oh, yeah. He's like, you want to hear something? I was like, yeah. Next thing you know, he goes, in the beginning there was Jack. And Jack had a group. And my mouth. Oh, my God. You didn't even know. I was like, holy shit. I had no idea that it was that Chuck Roberts. I thought this was uh, another artist that I'm not going to name the name (laughs) that a Chicago artist was working with and managing. Uh And I was like, I'm not touching them, but they're cool. And this guy's name was Chuck I believe Davidson or something like that. But listen, uh-huh. I had no idea. So I'm sitting there with my mouth hanging wide open. And he was like, you didn't even know that was me, did you? I said, you know what? <laughs> I can't even lie. My face told it all. I said, no, man. I thought you were such and such and such and such. And I got to explain it to him. And they was just like, wow. I'm like, brother, I've been looking for you for 30 years. Where have you been? Oh, you know wow. how many times I've played your record in the set, how your speech was motivation to certain records that I did because I sampled your voice? Like Chuck Roberts, people, he's probably the most recognizable voice, I would say, in the history of house music, period. Yeah. Like, and no one really knew his name. You know what I mean? No. So it was one of those things like, wow, how did I forget this? So I'm like, so now my, 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 I'm at the picnic and I'm like, wow, I don't, my head is spinning and I'm thinking of some ideas. I'm like, listen, I looked at both of them. I said, I'm finna do something. And I said, I guarantee you, it's finna change your career and it's gonna blow some things up. But we in the middle of this picnic and we ain't got no legal documents, but I'm gonna look at you as a man in your face and in your face. I'm going to put you on stage, and I want you, without. we're not going to say nothing to anybody, right before I go on, I want you to do the speech. I said, I promise you, when you do that speech, the world is going to know that you are an actual person. Because for 30 years, we just thought you was just, uh, I don't know, I can't even explain it. No one has seen or heard from you, but we'll get into that later. I said, but we got a shape that you got to let me produce. A 2017-18 version of my house in the beginning. They both looked at me and was like, that's why we've been trying to get with you. Uh. And we shook hands. And 
And so right before my set, I was like, look, I got a surprise for everybody, blah, 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 blah. So they announced me at the picnic. Chuck went right front of the stage. In the beginning, that was that. He did the whole speech. Now, it was the craziest thing because everybody that was looking at the stage mouth was like, oh, my God. God. <laughs> and then everybody that was in the DJ booth, because understand, I didn't tell nobody. Oh, wow. Wayne, Mike, Jesse, no DJ. I told nobody. Not even the, the I MC? Not even the MC when she introduced y'all? Not or? even the MC. She didn't even know. Because there's video out there of it. Yeah, I saw. Uh, it's a surprise. She had no idea who he was. No one. I said nothing to nobody. Mm. And he did it. And then when the rest. So when he started doing the speech, people mouths dropped. Then you just heard a wave of. <sighs> and then when people really got it. You heard the whole crowd going crazy. Then everybody started repeating the words to the speech. And it was funny. In the corner of my eye, I see DJ Spinner. He was walking down the stage. And when he saw, he thought I was playing the record. He came up to me later and was like, dude, I thought you were playing the record. Oh, my. He was like, Yo, look at the hairs on my arm and standing up. He was like, gee, I got goosebumps. And right when he came to the end of that speech, He's like, you may be black, you may be white, you may be Jews, you may be Gentile. And then the end of the party, he's like, and this is fresh. Like, to hear the whole crowd say that, everybody in the picnic was like, and this is fresh. And then I went right into my set. Wow. Well, lo and behold, everybody was shooting a video around. Defected got the video, reposted the video, and I think like 500,000 people or something crazy in three days saw the video. And yeah, the, and I saw cool. some of the. I mean, there's so many different versions, right? Well, we're gonna put the the video on the link to the show notes here, so people can see what he's talking about. That shit was amazing. Absolutely, and that's where you know that's how it happened. So what and happened then, after that? And did he write that? What is the history of that speech? Did he just did he write it one time, or what? You know, a lot of people don't know about it. Yeah, so you know, the record originally came out. The the, uh, the group name was called uh, House Control, and he did the record in 1987. He wrote the speech because later to find out that Chuck is, he's also a singer, songwriter, but he is an ordained pastor, if I'm not mistaken. Mm -hmm. um, I know that he's a pastor. So that's where that churchy speech-ish voice comes from um, because he's an ordained minister. Mm. And they did that record and he kind of put it out. And I was just like, yo, what happened? He was just like, man, you know, I got into other things. There was a lot of crooked stuff going on in the business. And I got to, you know, working with a lot of other artists and writing for R&B artists and doing a lot of those stuff. And he kind of just faded out. And so wow. last year was the 30th year of that record being made. The record's 30 years old. So the record came out in 1987. This record is still prevalent. This record is everywhere. And Chuck really had no idea. And wow. so... It was just amazing. So once that got out with the performance at the picnic, that when I put him on, on stage with me, then, you know, we were getting prepared for ADE. Then we had, you know, office stuff to come in like, oh, uh, we would like to do Chuck Roberts to come in, blah, 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 blah. So we end up going to ADE. We end up doing this big thing with Absolute Vodka. Mm -hmm. And we opened up ADE, the, the conference. And the nightmare of Amsterdam and also the creator of ADE was involved and they made the speech the focal point of the, the, the conference last year. So wow. they kind of like, you know how somebody gives you the key to the city? Yep. The owner of the ADE gave us the cube and he gave it to Chuck. That's incredible. You know I mean? it, was, it was special. So once we got back from ADE, we had the tease box party. We had a huge chosen few party at ADE, and we were playing the record, and we had Chuck performing. And man, the the the, the deal started going off the hook, trying to sign the record. And we're right now um, in in the process of closing a deal with a uh, very popular major label as we speak. So um, I think that should be done in the next couple days to the longest a couple of weeks I should say. Yeah. That's how we went into the call with you <laughs> and we 
he he didn't say it like that, but I, I figured that was in his head. <laughs> but let me tell you something. Serendipity, like, Terry, you know, because we all know I love Terry so much because he's, you know, you are a, a teddy bear, but I've seen him go off, okay? And so I think... That was what he wanted to do, but he was like, nah. I would no, but it was crazy because I, I still like laugh at it because I really swear it's got to be some weird thing in the universe. You know how they say people are thinking about the same thing. And so, you know, because you were like, what the hell? You know, we're about to we're about to launch this whole thing. And I said, Terry, I did not know we were just coming up with ideas for T-shirts. <laughs> right. But, you know, it, it was crazy. It's a lot of that going. And I think, you know, to add to, to what you did and. And, and and what uh, other people were doing and how they were so receptive uh-huh. to one, to Chuck as an artist that I think, you know, it's the perfect timing for this speech because yeah. of what house music means to so many people mm-hmm. in the world. And it's just like, it was funny, we was at a track source party during ADE and these guys saw that Chuck was there and flipped out and they named their record. Um... After Chuck's speech, it's called, oh, what was, is the label called, uh, oh, yeah, the label's called Let There Be House. Okay. And the name of the label was inspired by Chuck's speech, and they had no idea that Chuck was going to be there. Then found out what Chuck was there, was like, oh, my God, our whole company is based off of your speech, blah, 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 blah. Wow. So I just think it's, 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 it's in the air, it's, it's perfect timing, it's, it's meant to be, it's written. And, you know, it's, it's all love. And so, you know, yeah. that's how this happened. So, you know, real soon you guys be hearing the 2018 remixes of, of um, In the Beginning. And, and, and it's super hot. That is super so hot. exciting. Absolutely. You know, people Absolutely. didn't think... If I, you know, what's crazy is if I, I think I think I might have seen that video before we talked. But but I always thought like, oh, maybe it's someone that sounds like the original. Like I didn't. Some people just think, right. oh, he's someone who sounds like the original guy, but they never found the original guy. You know? Absolutely. What does that mean? Like people doing the wiggly worm. What 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 does that mean in the speech? <laughs> you know, I'm gonna tell you something. That was <laughs> me, me and Chuck Roberts. That's my brother now, man. We 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 uh. We, we got a great relationship, the whole team, Alan Wayne uh-huh. and Eric. And, and, and we got this thing, because uh, uh, he's from the west side of Chicago. Uh-huh. And we're from the north side of Chicago. So we get on the phone and we be like, what up, west side? And we're like, what up, south side? And so if people know in Chicago, west side and south side cultures is like two different cities in its own. It's like two different states. It's what's hot on the west side ain't necessarily hot. On the south side, and I don't just mean music, I mean from fashion to food to to all of the above. And so the Wiggly Worm, to me, I really don't know, but I think it was a west side dance. Oh. I'm going to ask Chuck that. I'm going to ask with the Wiggly I believe Wiggly Worm was a dance where, you remember when people used to get on the floor and hop around like the worm? You, you mean you're talking about the one that all dance? the white people do, like, and they think they're breakdancing? Is it that one? I think so. I'm I so sorry. So. I'm not dissing... You know what I'm talking about. Like they do it like in like a soul. Like, I think so. I'm, 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 that's a great question. I'm going to have to, to ask Chuck. But that's what's dope as well is that's what we did. We kind of kept the speech um, real organic for the for the 2018 remixes. Okay. And we updated it. So we took words out like the wiggly worm and replaced it with house dance. Because, you know, that's the big craze around the world right now is people... What kind of dance? Oh man, we 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 house dance. So we kind of updated a lot of the old words that was big in '87 uh-huh. and kind of made them current. Like so, the Wiggly Worm line is out of the new speech. Oh darn! Yeah, <laughs> gotta update it. But you guys the original one to go back to. But you guys have like a, a whole. You told me like your whole year for 2018 is pretty much booked. You and Chuck, right, doing like appearances together. Yeah, like yeah, we 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 we, we doing a, Chuck is doing stuff on his own. We're actually in the in the in the process of trying to put together um, a Chicago tour. So it's kind of like a Terry Hunter, Chuck Roberts tour, also to get uh, chosen few involved. So it's already dates booked in Europe, also Africa, and wow. um, we we trying to fill up the whole. The whole summer, the whole year, really, and and, and 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 the record's not out yet. So if we have a little bit success with the record, I think you know that's a great thing for everybody. So I'm 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 prepared for big things with this record. That's so 
awesome. That's I mean, good for you. And you know what I, I want to do, Terry, is um, um, I want to read to you a passage from an interview that we did. Oh my gosh! Well, I didn't do the interview. You talked to Terry. It was about Armando. Rest Absolutely. in peace. And so, I'm, guys, this is my favorite part of the interview, and I'm sure Terry has had to talk about it before, but I'm going to read it to you. It's a little bit long, but it's not a little bit long, but just listen to this, okay? This is Terry okay. Hunter speaking, okay? And this will lead into my question, which I've always been fascinated by. Absolutely. All right. This is Terry Hunter. We're sitting in the red zone, me and Armando, and here comes a guy with seven or eight people. <laughs> Do you remember this? Yes, One of these people, in fact, happens to be Todd Terry. Todd sees Armando's badge and turns around to see this big Spanish-looking dude from Brooklyn. He says to him, so this is Todd Terry, he says to him, yo, here that motherfucker is, right there. That big guy was actually Kenny Dope. The problem was, Todd Terry sampled a record and Armando sampled the same record for 100% of dissing you. And so, I'm just paraphrasing, but basically Todd Terry thought that Armando was dissing him. So, Absolutely. let me go back to Terry's uh, quote. In those days, I was a thug. All I saw was Todd Terry grab Armando's badge and talk to this big guy next to him. I didn't know it was Kenny Dope. Armando's telling him, Todd, I wasn't about you. It was just a sample that I took on and on. Kenny Dope started coming up saying, I don't care. You're in New York. So there was a champagne bottle right next to me. Armando was like, Terry, be cool, man. I break this champagne bottle on the side of the speaker. By this point, Larry Thompson and Tyree Cooper were there too. So people were like, ooh, Chicago versus New York. So I go up to Kenny Dope and I say, look, you guys might beat us up, but I'm going to stab every one of you in here. So <laughs> there's this big commotion in the middle of the red zone, and it's Armando and me with a half-cracked bottle of champagne with people from Chicago running and people from New York running and security running. It was so funny. Everything got diffused, and the next day we're chilling, and here comes Kenny Dope and Todd Terry. Todd Terry had figured it out, and everything was squashed, and Kenny walks up to me and was like, yo, what up? Respect. I didn't know that was you. <laughs> and that's the... <laughs> yep. Terry, you are a G. Listen, remember it like it was yesterday. <laughs> and you got to understand, we was in New York, and the funniest part was, I will never forget because we were staying at the Marriott Marquis, famous hotel in, in, in Manhattan, uh -huh. in the middle of Times Square, and this is when the new music seminar was going on. And... The next day, I was hungry, but everybody was still in their room sleep. So this is when, during those times of the new music seminar, where you had house people there, rappers, mm -hmm. hip-hop, everybody was there. And so at the Marriott Marquise, and it's still like that to this day, they have a long escalator from where you check in at to go down to leave out the building. Mm -hmm. So mind you, before that part happened where... Me and Todd and Kenny really squashed the beef. I'm going down the escalator, and it's about maybe 20 people behind me coming down. Uh -huh. And it's a long escalator down. And the first person I remember, he was a rapper then. His name was King T. And then I saw, I think it was Heavy D. Ooh. And then I saw Todd Terry, <laughs> Kenny Pope, and about five other Puerto Rican guys from Brooklyn, oh. and I'm turning around looking up the escalator, and I'm by myself. I'm like, yeah. Oh, like this is the next morning. This is the next the next afternoon. The oh next afternoon. man! That's when I came down the escalator. <laughs> first person I run into is Todd Terry, but you know we from Chicago, so I'm not gonna phone. I'm gonna act tough all the way to the end. I'm like, what's up? Good for well, you. Yo, they was like, man, no, 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 it's all good. And that's when we shook up. And Kitty was like, yo, man, respect, respect. He was like, I didn't know that was you. He was like, yo, I sell a bunch of your records in my store. And I was like, hey, I'm a big fan, man. He was like, yo, give me your number. From that day on, me and Kitty is like family. Like he's the godfather to my uh my son. So that's hysterical. That goes to, to show you, yeah. Well, what happened, though? I mean, what happened when the scuffle broke out? They, you, you, everyone just dispersed? No, what happened? Because we was at the Red Zone. This is a club that, that David Morales used to play at, and that's where we were at for the for the new music seminar. But the security and, you know, people just kind of broke it up. Mm. And we all, you know, we all left. <laughs> like, the party got stopped. You don't understand. It was, because oh. I was like, yo, I'm stabbed. Somebody going. 
going to the emergency room with me. <laughs> How many years ago was this? What year was this? 19. Had to be. So my record came out. I made it in 89. came out in 90. So it had to be either the summer of 90 or the summer of 91. Oh, my gosh. So you were all babies. You were still, you were all were babies. babies. Kids, absolutely. That was my first time ever traveling out of state when I went to New York. <laughs> and look at you. Absolutely. You're starting trouble already. Absolutely. No, but that's good. You're down, you know, and, I, and that's such a great story because for a long time, and I don't know if you still work with him, because I always wondered, like, you and Kenny Dope, you know, mass destruction, right? Yes, absolutely. And so do absolutely. you guys still do work together? Is that what, you know? Yeah. I mean, me and Kenny, we, we, we talk constantly. We family. So, you know, he he has triples now, so we always tune about the kids and stuff. And we got a project that we just started um, uh, that we're about to release hopefully real soon but just as of lately you know our schedule's been con conflicted he's been traveling and in the studio like crazy you know i was traveling in the studio you know building up stuff with, with my label and so on but we're getting we're getting back into it but we all constantly still speaking we're meeting somewhere out of town overseas and we get together so we definitely got stuff coming in 2018 great great now that's a oh, great yeah. story because it's so cute i've just seen terry just like, oh my gosh, just, I'll shut up now, but it's just so funny. I wish there were pictures of you. Like, I just remember one time we were at this DJ panel together at Shrine, and somebody, some some woman just acted up, and you just, oh my God, you just, you just have to see Terry in action when he's in a bad mood, everybody. It's the best thing I've ever seen. <laughs> I, look, I'm the nicest, nicest guy in the world, but when you, when you get to a point, yeah. and you're disrespectful, and it's just not right. Like, I I always used to say when I was a kid, mm -hmm. I never start the fights, I finish them. Oh, woo! Thing. Yeah, like, I don't, you know, I just hate disrespect. And especially when you, you know, when we speak about the 100-plus the, the, the DJs that we did. That yeah. It's, we, we did that for the city. We did that for the world to see and know. And then just, it's like, every time you do something, you got that one spoiled apple and try to ruin it for everybody. And it's like, man, that, that whole night was about love. And we put our heart, we put our everything into that. And then you just feel that you can come walk in my house with your shoes on and they got mud on them. I'm not going. Yeah. I'm not going. So, Good for you know, you. That's, 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 I just can't take disrespect. But I'm the nicest guy in the world. No, you are. You are. No, that man, I forgot that 100 DJ thing. That was so cool. See, Terry's pulled over, right? You're, is he? Are you pulled over right now? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You gotta, you gotta replace your windshield wiper fluid. He said that thing keeps going off. <laughs> so, um, oh, you know what? I, I'm just curious. Do you play the keys? Do you play the keyboards? Or? Yes, I, I, I pack, but I have uh, keyboards players that I that I use a lot. But I can get my ideas out for sure. Yeah. So, um, you know, what's you just like like based on your intro? You just do so much. So I'm always wondering, and so I'm always impressed that you have time to take. My calls, like, what is a, a regular day for Terry Hunter from the time you wake up to the time you go to bed and, you know, your weekends, is the traveling? Um, I think I'm a basic guy, but I got my little idiosyncrasy things I do. You know, it's sometimes I'm, I go straight up to the studio and, you know, I listen to music. I get inspired by music and, and, and ideals will come. I'll lay them down, um, you know. One thing about me, I'm surrounded by some of the best young musicians mm. I feel, you know, in the city. So I'm able to 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 get a lot of stuff done. And, you know, and, and the thing about it is I'm going back to doing a lot of tracks and people say, oh, man, why you don't do tracks like that? Blah, blah, blah. And I said, you know what? I feel joy in, in what I'm doing with making music. Um that pushes me in a sense. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. A lot of that stuff that we did when we were young didn't know anything. It was just the rawness of it. So it's kind of hard to capture those moments like that again. But it's going to be done in 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 the way that 
we do things now, but that's it for me. Like, I get up in the morning, mm-hmm. I go up because my studio's at my house, I, I'm in the studio, I'm on the computer, I play some music, or I'll pull out another my laptop, and then, you know, I go on track source and Beatport and, and try to search for new music and get all of my DJ stuff together. It's just like everything that I do is consumed with producing or uh, DJing and getting gigs and running a label, making sure the release is, is fine. And, and, and sometimes you get cabin fever because I have everything set up right in my house, you know? Mm-hmm. But it's like, you know, I'm picking up the phone every day talking to Wayne about something, about Chosen Few. Then the next conversation, me and Mike Dunn is on the phone figuring out what we're going to do with House and HD uh, this year, what records that, you know, we're going to make. Like, we really need to stick to this and try to plan a tour for House and HD. Then the Chosen Few thing. So it's, it's really nerdy and goofy. And then I'm mm-hmm. on the phone with, 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 with my engineer, Joey, um, or talking to Steve Barkin or DJ Immaculate about the latest plug-ins. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. we're always doing something nerdy. So it's just, like, honestly, it's 101% consumed with music. And that's just really the God's honest truth. Like, today, I, I got up. I listened to what I did. I'm, I'm, I'm working on my EP. So I have to plug that. Imagine No Music EP coming very soon, I hope to have everything done by April. Okay. But I'm just consumed into to getting that done. And, and I think that I got a nice lineup of artists that's going to be on the EP. But that, that's that's what my focus is, is finishing this EP and making sure that the label is straight and on the phone with agents to make sure they're doing their job with getting the bookings uh, for this year. So it's, just, it's really nothing crazy. But Are you running your own label solely by yourself or you have help, right? Yes, I have help. So, like... Uh, Wayne um, does a lot of A&R on, on, on the projects, and I'm producing a lot of stuff. But Gary Wallace, DJ Shop to Gary Wallace, he is kind of doing the, the the label managing thing to make sure everything is getting out there, getting to the DJs, getting promoted right. Um, my manager Fred is also doing all of the, the, the upkeep with the, the new website that's coming, um, making sure all the bills is getting paid yeah. and all of that. And then uh, with Mike, you know, Mike is a really big help with me in the studio because, you know, Mike is a nerd when it comes to the computers and plugins. Like, I hate software. I don't do none of that. So Mike is like, oh. that's my sidekick. Like, he's making sure that the studio is up and running, plugins is updated, everything is cool. So, you know, it's 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 a team effort uh, all the way around. And I think it's important for people to know that because it's impossible for what we do mm-hmm. for you to do it yourself. It's like, I look at all the amazing work that Louie's doing and, you know, Kenny's doing this. It's a team. You know, it's not one person doing that stuff. So I can't sit back and say, yeah, I'm doing it all. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. I'm doing that. No, I have a dope team. You and, do. And, and it's time for them to run their positions. They run their positions and they, they, they score on, on every rip. So, and then even from the, the legal side of, of the stuff that, 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 that Alan King is involved in to making sure that we don't look and sound like amateurs in this business. So mm-hmm. it's... This is a really, really dope team that we have. So, and then also, I mean, and do you have the same studio that you had? I don't know. I think I visited like seven years ago. Is that still around, or is that different? No. Well, it's a different studio. I don't know if you remember. Um, and actually, yeah, we wrote about it in the in the in, the, uh, in, in Five Magazine. I think it was maybe the two thousand. The when there was a flood. Fourteen. Yeah, when I lost the flood. So. I had my stuff set up in the basement, and that was a really crazy time for me because I lost everything. Like, when I say everything, everything. Like, all of my masters from, you know, back in the 90s to current. Like, every piece of equipment that I owned and collected, I had some some classic and expensive pieces. Oh, my God. You know, I lost it all. So I had to um, start over, you know, if you will. So that my studio was relatively new. so it was 2014. So, yeah, it's everything that I've had since I lost it. So it's 2014, and I'm still adding to it. And, you know, it's, it's the sound that I'm getting and everything that I'm doing is dope. So You have a couple. I just looked on your Facebook. And uh, just tell people who are around, you have a couple of residencies. You have, what, Sofrika Sundays and Fourth Saturdays at Wild Pitch? Is that what you have going on? Yeah, so what we do in Chicago, it's a small thing. Um Sundays kind of, you know, had a little void in it since the Shrine closed and we were doing bang Sundays. Yeah. So that venue is kind of, you know, it's, 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 it's not like 
a club. It's 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 a bar thing, but it's it's very nice. So we're doing Sundays up there. So the name of the night is Sofrica. So that it's it's African house disco, real good feel good music that isn't inspired by that. So you'll hear anything from some new house to the Afro house to semi to disco to everything. So that it's called Sofrica. It's kind of like the soul music, but you're dropping the A from Africa, so soul Africa. Cool. And that's what we're doing every Sunday. And then we have the Chosen Life residency every fourth, I believe, yeah. every second of the month, I believe. I got to double check that. But but, but check out ChosenFewDJs.com for information. Um, mm. That's in Atlanta uh at wild pitch at dj ps club wild pitch yeah and i think it's fourth saturdays that's what that's what it said on every fourth yeah every yeah. fourth saturday exactly thank cool. you every fourth saturday in atlanta so anybody that's listening that's going to atlanta and especially everybody in atlanta represent uh look out for chosen few djs tonight it's called chosen life wild pitch records and that's been going really well for the past year or so so we just all about amping it up in 2018 and like i said for me this EP, this EP is my my baby is coming, and she's she's gonna she's gonna be delivered soon. Hey, so wait, um, hey. tell me the name again of the EP. Tell us the name. The name of the EP is Imagine No Music. Um, it's incredible. I think I got songs on there from R. Kelly, um, Estelle, Shante Savage, Ooh. Hanley out of uh, London. Um, I got a record with Jocelyn Brown and Anaya Day. Wow. Uh, joint with Byron Stingley. Um, uh, a mass destruction record that's produced by myself and, and Kenny Dope with Daryl Debono out of uh, New York. Um, so I think it's going to be exciting. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to bring the, 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 other, the, the R&B world into what we do and capture some of the audience without selling out, if you will. You know what I mean? So I think people are going to be really uh, inspired by this, this record that me and R. Kelly have done and it's, it's, it's hot. It's hot. The, the the Hanley record is super hot. Byron Stingley. Like, all of those stuff is amazing. So I'm looking forward to that. So that's all going to be the Imagine No Music EP? All of all of yeah. those artists? It's like seven, eight songs, and all of those artists is going to be on that one EP. That's crazy, ray, ray, crazy. Yeah. Chosen Few, July 7th, early bird tickets out there right now. Get your tickets. ChosenFewDJs.com. Plug, plug. Oh, yeah, I was going to mention, I was like, yeah, don't forget the Chosen Few picnic. And that's going to be one day, right? The Saturday? It's one day, yes. It's one day this year. And it's actually, we're doing it the week after the 4th. So people can go, you know, have their family. We're not interrupting your, your family time, your holidays, when you get with your family. And we're going back to the second week. So I think that's going to be incredible as well. Great. And... Do you have anything that you've always wanted to say, or do you have a gripe, or do you want to just let something out? Well, I think you already have, but um, clear something shut up. Shut the fuck up talking on Facebook. I'm so tired <laughs> of going on Facebook and hearing all these people talk about they new DJs, they want to get on, they didn't say that. Like, yo, if you're 45 to 50 talking about you trying to get on, man, like, stop. Like, quit crying about who was at what club back in the day. Stop all that. Do your work. Do work. If you want to get on, throw your own parties. Social media is out here now. It's easy. Quit expecting somebody to put you on. Yep. Do the work. Do the work, people. Leave Facebook alone. Leave it for what it is. It's information and the find some people that you haven't seen in years. Blah, 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 blah. But I'm just so tired of the bickering on Facebook. And they don't realize how stupid they look they sound and how it really affects that person. You know what I mean? And then yeah. you really get to see who all the losers and the suckers is, in my opinion. Like, you're just <laughs> complaining and you ain't doing no work. I tell everybody all the time, like, yo, let's see how much work you did versus the complaining on Facebook. And you'll see why you ain't on. Because mm. you on Facebook complaining. So stop, man. Get your work in. Up your game. Like, that's, that's ugh. It's just so... You know, I love that. Uh, See, you heard that from Terry Hunter. Do the work, people. Do the work. Stop complaining. Do the work. Thank you so much, Terry. Thank you for attending um, my AA meeting. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. 
and everybody. Yeah, look out for the chosen few picnic. Look out for Soulfrica. Look out for Fourth Saturdays. Look out for all the Tease Box recordings coming out. Imagine no music. Uh, all the singles. Follow, follow Terry Hunter. Follow Tease Box. Follow Chosen Few. Right? Am I missing anything else? When we gonna get Zelina in the studio and make a record? I'm putting it out there now to the world. That's all I'm saying. Whatever. So it's up to you, girl. Oh, whatever you're ready. You know, I ain't scared of that mic. <laughs> I know that's right. I know that's right. Thank you, Terry. This was an absolute pleasure. And don't forget to refill your your car with some windshield wiper fluid. Absolutely. I'm, I'm on my way to the gas station right now. Everybody, thanks for tuning in. Thanks, Terry. Don't forget to follow him on all the social media and all the parties and get his singles. And I'll see you soon, Terry. Thank you, everybody. And thank you, Serena. You set me free.